Last time I shared a list of 15 ways to not be happy. Today, we're going to flip that list on its head, so it points the way towards the things we can do in order to raise our level of happiness and fulfillment as we go through each day. Hello, and welcome to The Joy Within, where we're eliminating negativity one thought at a time. I'm Kyle Greenfield, and I'll be your guide as we explore how to be calm, confident, and happy in our crazy modern world. Join us each week as we dive into some of the biggest ideas in spirituality and personal development. We'll learn what it takes to gain control of your own mind, master your mood, and navigate the many ups and downs along the way. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started so you can become the calm, confident, and happy person you truly deserve to be. Hello, and welcome back to the Joy Within's podcast. In this episode, I'm going to pick up where we left off last time with our inversion thinking exercise. So if you missed the last episode, go back and listen to that one first. Just to recap, inversion thinking is the process of reversing a goal. So you brainstorm how to achieve the opposite of what you really want. And in the process, you can more easily see what you actually can or should be doing to get you to your real goal. In our case, the question becomes, if I want to be miserable, what would I do? And last time I shared a list of 15 ways to not be happy. Today, we're going to flip that list on its head, so it points the way towards the things we can do in order to raise our level of happiness and fulfillment as we go through each day. But before we do, I should say that if you made your own list of what makes you miserable, flipping it back to the positive takes a little bit of detachment. I think it helps if you treat it as a list of ideas, of quote-unquote perfect goals or guidelines, not as things that you should or must do every single day. And the reason for that is because it can be really easy to feel overwhelmed and to feel like you're staring at a list of impossible targets and then feel stressed or disheartened or psych yourself out about it. So treat them as options, opportunities, and targets not as mandates that you have to follow immediately. It's a wish list of sorts. And remember, what I'm about to share is just my list. Yours might be different, and that's okay. So number one was about worrying. To flip this, I would develop a fundamental belief that all is well with me, and that everything is always working out for me. Even if I don't know how, or why, or when, I would do everything that I could to strengthen a sense of genuine optimism. Number two was about control and trying to force a single specific outcome in your life. So to flip this, I would cultivate the belief that there are many ways for me to be, do, and have the things that I want. If any one specific idea doesn't play out, I would let it go, and I would make a game out of finding a new way to get what I want. This is really powerful when you combine it with number one. The next was on judging my progress towards my goals. So the reverse of that is trying not to judge progress. But here's the part that most people mess up. When you do judge yourself, which, let's face it, is kind of inevitable, you should frame it in relation to how far you've come, not in relation to how far you have left to go. Most of the time, it's better to look back to a past self 
and identify how much you've learned or how much you've gained, rather than fret about not reaching some future goal. Number four, instead of stressing myself out with arbitrary deadlines that I set for myself, I would try to accept that everything happens at exactly the right time. I would believe that my timing is always perfect, and only my ego mind demands otherwise. Number five, instead of downplaying my wins, I would celebrate my successes, and I would even celebrate the smaller milestones along the way. I would strive to see everything as a process that is unfolding before me, so even as I set new, bigger goals for myself, I would appreciate the path along the way, because it is the path that led me to where I am, and has led me to wanting that new, supposedly better goal in the first place. Number seven, instead of comparing myself to others, I would try not to worry too much about what anyone else is doing with their lives. I would understand that we all have different backgrounds, different experiences and resources that shape who we are, and we all have different challenges as well. So it never makes sense to compare two people on how they're doing. And this especially doesn't make sense when we narrow down that focus to only one area of our lives. Because most of the time, when someone excels at one thing really, really well, there is still something else where they have room for improvement. And there is no judgment in that either way. It is a personal choice, and everyone sets their own priorities. So comparing just doesn't make sense. Number eight. Instead of assuming that every bad thing in my life was permanent, I'd decide to believe that something better is always on its way to me. I'd focus on appreciating the good in the moment wherever I was. Number nine. Instead of being sarcastic, I'd work on being as genuine as possible. I'd try to catch myself before making a sarcastic comment, and then I'd rethink whether what I'm about to say is a reflection of the person I really want to be. Number 10. Instead of focusing on the negative, look for the positive. The funny thing is, you'll see whatever it is that you look for. Our brains have a system called the reticular activating system, and what it does is it always looks for the things that you tell it to, the things that you prioritize. So if you're constantly searching for the good in the moment, I guarantee you, you'll be able to find it. It might take some practice at first, but it is always there. Number 11. Instead of blaming others, I would accept responsibility for my life. I would decide that I always have options. I always have choices that I could make or actions that I could take that could improve situations that I don't prefer. And I would know that my real power rests with my ability to make that decision every single day. It is the decision to be 100% responsible for yourself, 100% accountable for the things that you experience every single day. Number 12, try to let things go. Grudges do not help anyone. Whatever is done is done, and you can choose to leave it in the past. When you hold a grudge, all you do is hurt yourself by reliving the negative interaction over and over and over again. Number 13, instead of closing myself off, I would try to be open with everyone. I would give of myself more freely because I would know that the more that I share love, positivity, and joy, the more that energy expands, both within me and within others. Number 14. I would choose to believe that I am perfect, 
even when appearances might indicate otherwise. The belief that I love is something I call perfect and yet evolving. I am constantly learning, constantly growing. So to me, the idea of being perfect and yet evolving allows me to both accept myself fully now in this moment and still continue to evolve into who I want to become. And lastly, number 15, is that I would focus on the good in others. I would decide that everyone means well and is ultimately kind-hearted. Deep down, we all want the same things. And when someone appears to be acting out of alignment with what I think is good, they are either showing me a judgment that I have that does not serve me, or they are reflecting their own level of consciousness, their own beliefs and negativity that they might be working through. It is not my place to judge them for that, and it's definitely not my place to decide that they're an evil or mean person as we are all constantly evolving into better versions of ourselves. And that's it. I think there's enough here for all of us to practice and strive for, wherever we might be in our own journeys. And as I said before, I think it's really important to do this exercise with the idea that these are goals, not mandates. They point you in the right direction, but don't beat yourself up as you bounce in and out of them. We all move in and out of many different levels of these different practices, and there is always something to work on, always a way to go deeper and refine your practice. So I hope this inversion thinking exercise has given you a new way to frame the actions and the habits that you have, and I hope it's given you some good ideas for new habits that you can adopt. I'm going to leave it at that for now, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. When you're ready to put these ideas to work in your own life, head over to thejoywithin.org and sign up for Happiness University. When you do, you'll have access to all of the tools and strategies you need to eliminate negative thoughts by tuning in to The Joy Within. You can follow a simple step-by-step -step system to become the calm, confident, and happy person you deserve to be. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started today. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with someone you love, because I think we can all use a little more joy in our crazy modern world.